Who is Desiree Shaw? A qualified, registered practicing psychotherapist with over a decade of expertise as a psychotherapist, counselor, and CBT therapist. An expert in men's mental health and relationships. On a mission to make therapy accessible and change the world. One thought at a time. This is the Desiree Shaw Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Breakup Diaries. This episode is called The Friendship Trap. My name is Desiree Shaw. I'm a psychotherapist and I'm on a mission to make therapy accessible. Welcome to my podcast. Okay, so The Friendship Trap, what am I talking about here? You might have a bit of an idea in the title. How to put this in simple terms when it comes to friendships and breaking up the end of a relationship and moving into being friends is it okay how am I going to put this in simple terms no 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 I don't know how many ways to say no but absolutely no okay so first of all it's nice to be friends isn't it it is it's lovely being friends Friendships are wonderful. But being friends and friendly are two different things. They're actually two very different things. Particularly when we're talking about breakups. Okay, because um, being a friend involves something more than being friendly. You can be friendly with with the person you see on the bus and smile. Not necessarily their friend, are you? So when... When someone decides to pursue a friendship, to actively pursue a friendship after a breakup, I mean, being being friends. What does that actually mean? What does it What does it actually mean? This that concept just rings alarm bells for me, like really loud alarm bells. These alarm bells ring so loudly that not even the Hunchback of Notre Dame could make them bells sing any louder. It's like that. It's red flags. It's fireworks. It's warning fireworks, really. You break up with somebody and then all of a sudden, let's be friends. Really? You know, really? This is the classic holding on. This is, this is the classic holding on. The not letting go. And actually, what I call self-harming, actually. Well, emotional self-harming, at least. It's still... It's, in, it's, it's inflicted by the self, isn't it? Because you have to be a part of the friendship in order for it to be a friendship. You've got to agree. You've got to co-sign this. Because you are restricted. You're restricted. Your, your growth, your development will be restricted after a breakup, when you decide to remain friends with your ex. Because there'll be no space for you to move on. None. You, you can't move on when you're friends with your ex after the breakup. You know, after the breakup, people, that classic term, let's, let's be friends. Actually, no, let's not be friends. That's a trap. That's, that's, that's a trap into so many different things. Your time 
is an investment. It's an investment. It is where you where you plug the productivity and development and desire to build in something. Be that a hobby, a career, family, friendships or a craft. Does it make sense to place working activity into a friendship with somebody you just broke up with? If there was no work placed into the relationship to stop the breakup or to get past breaking up and so that you didn't break up, then why put work into it when the relationship is over? How does that help? Facts. In every breakup, one person did not want to end it as much as the other person. Which means one person is still holding on to the possibility of the rekindling of that relationship. That's the person who often gets stuck in their own hurt, secretly wanting for it to be back on, but waiting for the other person, waiting for the other person to to let them back in, which then kind of shifts the power play. Somebody ends up with more power than the other person and somebody scrambling for the, you know, to be noticed. Meanwhile, the other one is. It's a bit of a mess. We are only human, okay? We are only human. We're imperfectly perfect. We do stuff sometimes. And we are all seeking acceptance and approval and not to be rejected. That's, that is our, that's what we do, which is when we connect to people, we don't want them to leave us. We don't want to be abandoned. We don't want to be rejected. A breakup places all of that into jeopardy because immediately you are rejected. The other person hasn't accepted you. You haven't been approved of. So it's, it's, in, it's in jeopardy. So when you mix that concept of breaking up and the fact that you haven't been accepted, you know, you are now actually being actively rejected by the act of this relationship is over. And then you, that gets positioned with a friendship, the, a prospect of a friendship with the person who has just rejected you intimately from a relationship. I mean, does it even make sense to pursue the friendship? The possibility of being accepted arises again. And the fear of being rejected reduced because now you don't have, you're not in a relationship anymore and now you're in a friendship. So that means now you haven't rejected me as a person. You still want me as a person in your life because we broke up, but now we're still friends, which means you're accepting me in this way, but we're just not friends in like the lover's sense. It's so complicated, so many words. I mean, it, it's, it's a recipe for disaster. But this is actually a false hand of hope to the prospects of getting back together, isn't it? That's really, that's really what it is, bottom line. It's a false hand of hope. It's saying, yeah, look, we could do this, but not the way that we did it before. Mm. Be 
Because our thoughts and behaviours go hand in hand, friendships mean you have to be available to be a friend. So ideas and thoughts and concepts and actions come into play, don't they? You know, I think about my friends, I think, oh, such lovely people, I want to see them, I want to hang out with them, oh, let's do dinner, or, you know, let's hang out, let's go somewhere, let's enjoy, let's laugh, let's eat together, you know, thoughts, actions, they come into play, meet up, we hang out, it's like being fired from a job, (laughs) but you remain friends with the boss who actually fired you. <laughs> and you and you turn up to all the employee gatherings and you hang out with all the employees just like you know almost like you were still working there but you don't and your old boss advertises for the position that you had you know your old job and you are there supporting <laughs> the advert and the interview process and you're giving your time and energy into this meanwhile you don't have a new job I mean, really, you actually need to go and get yourself a new job now and release yourself from the old one. That doesn't make sense. Who's going to do that? Yeah, you know, you fired me last week and we talked about being friends. So I'm just going to come in and put the rubbish out and I'm going to leave. That's all. We're just we're just friends now. I'm no longer an employee. I'm just somebody who comes in. I'm, I'm helping. I'm not quite like a volunteer either. It doesn't make any sense. Now, this is extremely hard to do if you are a love addict to actually um, cut ties and let go. It's very hard to do. Very, very, very hard to do, to release yourself. Love addiction is a, is a real thing. And love addicts can be glutton for emotional pain. And any form of holding on will increase the possibility of emotional pain. It will happen because of the fear of abandonment. It's so intense A love addict will happily grab anything that looks like love, acceptance and not rejection. Hence, that, you know, let's be friends is the essence of the poison of their demise. But love addiction, that's a whole nother podcast I will get into. But if you are a love addict and your ex has posed a possibility of let's be friends, you'll probably jump to it, knowing full well that you'll hurt yourself, but you'll delude yourself of the possibility that the friendship will help you, knowing full well that really the friendship won't deep down. But then even deeper downer from that, deeper downer from that? It's a new word, downer? A deeper downer from that is that um, maybe they'll accept you again. Or maybe, uh, this is the term I really hate, it's better the devil you know. When people say that, I'm thinking, hmm, that's because you don't want to take the risk of moving forward. It's not better than the devil you know. That's that's just not true at all. If you weren't friends prior to the relationship, okay, and this isn't an excuse for you to say, well, we used to be friends before, let's be friends now. But really and truthfully, if you weren't friends prior to the relationship, I mean real friends, not smiling friends, not flirting friends, not possibility of a relationship friends, you weren't real friends before the relationship, why start one when it's over? Do you know? Does it make sense? Does it? And what about, what about the fact that you're going to meet somebody new or the other person's going to meet somebody new? And that explanatory, 
you know, that explanatory ex- <laughs> of I, I'm still best friends with my ex. Yeah, we're really, really good friends. But it was just friends, nothing else. I hope you're not jealous. Well, hmm. You know, really. <laughs> we're really good friends. And that's all it is. Yeah, I mean, brilliant. You, you've just added a seed of doubt to the new person you brought into your life. You know, you, that's what you've done. The new kid on the block is now thinking, what the hell? Why did I meet this person? I never knew this before. What a good way to begin a new relationship with old baggage. It's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant, isn't it? Makes a load of sense. You have really, it's like, you know, you, like you're strangling the life out of something new before it even gets a chance to gasp and take new breaths. I mean, imagine, imagine in your new job, right? <laughs> so you've got your new job, <laughs> you know, you're still friends with your old job. You know, imagine in your new job, you say, I hang it to you, to your boss. I just have to go and pop round to the old job just to do a few filing things, just because I know how they like it done. <laughs> I'm not still working there, not paying me for it or anything like that. I'm just, I'm just helping out, you know, I'll be gone for the afternoon. Ah, yeah. And your boss is going to say, no problem, off you go. Go to that old job, the people that fired you. We'll be here waiting for you when you come back. Of course, that's really healthy for your career development. Could you imagine what your supervision is going to be like, you know, your appraisal? Hmm. You have been taken off every Friday afternoon to go to your old job and do filing, which demonstrates that you've got a lack of commitment to this position. And then your explanation is, yeah, but I'm just really good friends with them. We just have a really good relationship. Really? It's going to help. It's, it's ludicrous to think that anyone would benefit from that, to be honest. Well, actually, I'll take that back. It's actually ludicrous to think that everyone should be okay with that. Because somebody does benefit, but that's another podcast. Somebody does benefit from that friendship. They really, really do from the friendship chat. Somebody benefits. Honestly, the friendship trap is an avenue for disaster because it allows for, you know, accidental intimacy, confusion, crossover and exploitation. Yeah, I said it, exploitation. Because somebody's going to be exploited, aren't they? Somebody, somebody's exploited for something. I remember, I remember somebody I dated for quite some time who only had friends with their exes. And as I look back on it, I actually realised the reason why I wasn't nearly as jealous as I could have been was I wasn't that invested in the relationship anyway. And it didn't really bother me, but I, I know that there is no way right now that my husband could tell me his best friend... <laughs> he hangs out with is his recent ex that was around before we got together. I I just know I'm not going to be comfortable with that. It's not okay. However, if he told me he's got, he's really good friends with his ex from don't know, 20 years ago, don't think I'd really care because time has gone. Everyone's moved on. There's no conversation. There's no love going on. But that ex just before, I mean, that's too raw, isn't it? It's, it's too close. It's too close to home. It's not, it's not realistic to say that you've actually moved on if you're still friends. 
Because that's the fact. You don't give yourself any space to move on if you're still going to be friends with the person you just broke up with. It's not going to be healthy for you. And, and how does that affect the other people around? And what ends up happening is it, it can sometimes become a bit of a manipulation hold as well. A bit of a game playing. I was in this relationship for about six years. And when I met this person, you know, absolutely happy, falling in love, everything was happy. And um, we were hanging out with his friends. And then I got wind of the fact that his ex was a massive part of their friendship. This was the ex that was just before me. And actually his friends, one friend in particular, was really, really close with her. And immediately, you know, and I've got to be honest, actually, looking back at that, that did play a massive part in my rejection of wanting to go any further. I didn't trust it because I didn't understand why this woman, woman, woman was around and random things would happen, and you know. And um, I remember in one instance, I think her dad had passed away. So she had contacted the person I was seeing to start having conversations so get some kind of support from them and it was just weird it was like why would you do that and he didn't tell me and I found out all by accident and the distrust and the mayhem and whether or not did I trust him I don't really think he was really doing anything but I have no idea if he was and it really doesn't matter now but um it's a really uncomfortable place and what it did do was it it didn't just plant seed I mean these seeds grew into oak trees <laughs> oak trees bearing massive um, fruits of distrust <laughs> and there's 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 no once I mean you try and you try you can't knock down an oak tree too easily you know even once you knock it down the stump is still there you gotta dig that root out it's still there you you try and uproot a tree that's not easy you know and and that puts you in a position of um, feeling feeling concerned about your position. You're looking around, you're distrusting everybody. You know, I distrust his entire friendship network, you know. And that was, that was, that was, that was the best reason for me to get the hell out of there, actually. And sometimes we, we fester over this stuff and don't recognise that it's actually causing us harm. Because remember... We want to be accepted, approved of, and not rejected. Somebody deceives us. Somebody else poses a threat to our position. We're not quite sure. We're unsure. That uncertainty. Uncertainty is the breeding ground for anxiety. Anxiety, the perceived threat, the possibility of the unknown that could threaten the very thing that we are doing. That puts us on the back foot of our very own direction. That's uncomfortable. Who needs that? I mean, I know, I don't. When you start with the friendship, the blurred lines, no boundaries, because that's the thing, there's no boundaries, is there? Okay, we're not a couple anymore, we're friends. And how do you organise? I mean, what happens? The friendship Is there a friendship trap committee where you all line up and you decide to go? So these are the boundaries, the boundaries of friendships of, um, of people who've just broken up. Because, honestly, if you've just broken up within the year and you're best mates within the year, honestly and truthfully, not healthy. Because you're not giving yourself any time to grow. Time isn't necessarily a healer, but it takes time to heal. Yeah? Because before you know it, 
<laughs> you just get caught up in some passionate embrace and then you're sleeping together. And then the pain of the, um, you know, of the awkwardness after when you wake up. Are you a couple? Do you, do you lie in bed and do you cuddle? Or do you jump out of bed because you think, oh shit, we've broken up. What do I do now? Because remember, one person did not want the breakup as much as the other person. How easy is it going to be when you're friends to accidentally sleep with each other and somebody says, well, I'll make breakfast. (laughs) Or maybe we can go to the exhibition later. Hmm, as friends. Ah, makes sense. Of course. The hurt will deepen and the confusion will increase and the ambiguity of the boundaries will grow. And moving on will then become almost impossible. It really will. And this is just being honest about the friendship trap. You don't have to do the friendship trap. Remember, our self-esteem is hit in such a big way when we break up with somebody that we're desperate to try and reclaim any part of ourselves that we possibly can. The friendship trap is just that. It's a trap. It's a false sense of security. I'm very suspicious of couples who break up and then call themselves best friends straight after. I'm like, oh my God, it's like the delusion. It's as bad as watching one of Donald Trump's speech. You know, you, you're like, are you serious? Are you seriously going to do this to yourself? And I'm saying this having known that I have done this to myself. I have done this and walked away and, and what a colossal waste of my time and energy. You know, it, it, it's when there's so much more you can invest in yourself, your time. That's your investment to you. Very, very much so. Because where's the, time, where's the space and time for you to grow separately as individuals after the breakup? I had one ex who was only surrounded by exes. Their entire friendship network was a bunch of exes. And I'm thinking, oh God, that's a bit icky, you know. Having dinners and actually everybody in this room is somebody you actually slept with. Ooh, awkward. What's going to happen now? How do you move on from that? Is that healthy? It's not healthy. It says a lot when you can't let go of the past. And I'm not saying, oh no, you've got to become arch enemies with your ex. Like, I hate you, the end. No, you need space and time to heal. And you can, you know, there's nothing wrong with being friendly again. But are you really going to start talking about what you're doing in your life with your ex? Are you really? Is that really going to help you? Are you going to start showing them how wonderful a person you can be? And they're going to start showing you how wonderful a person they can be. That's really going to help. The friendship trap is a choice. One you don't have to make. You don't. You can heal productively after a breakup if you choose to heal healthily after a breakup. But you can't heal healthily after a breakup with the person you broke up with. Again, you know, you just can't. It's just not going to support you moving forward. Two entities don't fill the same space at the same time. It doesn't happen. They doesn't mix. One has to leave and the other one has to 
maintain and grow and develop and increase. Breaking up isn't easy, but remaining friends is not the way to make it easier. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope it supported you to understand the friendship trap so you can make an informed decision about your direction moving forward. I will be talking about love addiction and how being a love addict affects the breakup. And I will be giving tips on how to break up effectively. But take this tip really seriously. It's not about not being friends and being unfriendly. It's not about being friends with your ex. It's about being friends with yourself. My name is Desiree Shaw and I'm a psychotherapist. And I vlog on a podcast. Take a look at my YouTube channel. I have a lot going on there. I am detailing the breakup diaries in an attempt to support those who are having difficulty right now. It's not the end. Things do change. Things do improve. But you're the driver of all of that. Thank you so much for listening. Bye for now. Who is Desiree Shaw? A qualified, registered practicing psychotherapist with over a decade of expertise as a psychotherapist, counselor, and CBT therapist. An expert in men's mental health and relationships. On a mission to make therapy accessible and change the world. One thought at a time. This is the Desiree Shaw Podcast.